Hi, everyone. This is Brooke James, and thank you for tuning in to The Grief Coach. You can find us on social at the underscore grief coach, and you can shoot me a note at hello at thegriefcoach.co. In light of the very public and sudden helicopter crash in L.A. that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others, I want to talk a little bit about grieving public figures but more importantly, some good reminders for all of us after a loss about how to live your life. I was in an all-day training on Sunday, and we were on a break, and I looked at my phone, and I saw the headline that Kobe Bryant had died, and I was kind of stunned. Like, I was like, it couldn't be real. And I was in a bit of a state of disbelief, and I want to caveat this with, like, I know... I didn't know him, and his family is absolutely devastated right now. Uh, I'm not a huge sports fan. Like, I know that there are people who are, like, lifelong Lakers fans, also devastated. I know that there are so many people, his friends, his colleagues, who knew him or spent a lot of time admiring him as a celebrity, and, like, they're all really sad. And... I'm not sporty. I know I respected his worth work ethic. I respected how he valued his family, but I didn't know a lot about him. And it seemed so crazy to me, even with all of that. And I was really in a state of disbelief. I, and I started doing that thing that we all do when we just Google and read everything we can And of course, it was a developing story, so there was not a lot of information. And then the news kept coming about the rest of the people in the helicopter. His daughter was on the plane. There was a family where the mom, the dad, and the daughter passed away, and there's two siblings who are left. There was, one of the other coaches was, a mom, the pilot, like it just like the stories kept coming in and they're so sad. And I got to thinking like how tragic it is for the families who are left because it's a sudden loss of people who are perfectly healthy. And by nature of who they were, these people meant so much to so many people and they had really strong ties to their communities. And so it is a huge web of people who are, like, really affected and devastated by this. Like, it's my choice that I'm making my grief and my grief journey public. But for these people, it's not a choice because of who the people in the helicopter were. And reports came out today that some news slash tabloid, I don't know if we're going to consider them news outlets, broke the story before the families were notified. And like, how awful is that? I talk a little bit in my grief on social media episode that generally you don't find out about a non-famous person having died via the internet. But like, that's how a lot of family and friends found out about this. And like, I can you imagine? Like, I can't even imagine. Most of us don't know famous people, but what we feel... And the affinity we feel towards famous people is called a parasocial relationship. And these are one-sided relationships. And they're super common with celebrities, with sports teams, with 
TV stars, news anchors of you feel like you know someone because of your exposure to them and because you care for them. Uh, And the fact of the matter is that even though the relationship is one-sided, the person brought some sort of meaning to your life, whether it was routine, like you routinely see anchors on the nightly news or special occasions or sports games, but they brought something into your life and it's perfectly normal to grieve them even though you didn't know them. And I think the best thing that you can do is to honor that meaning and continue it. And while some of us want to dig in and read everything we can about an accident or a death, we want to talk about it all the time. For some of us, that's too much. And some of us need to turn off our TV, get offline, turn off news notifications on our phones, and take care of yourself. And... It's important to remember that we all experience loss differently and we all need different things while we're grieving. And the, this advice holds true when you're grieving someone who is famous and when you're grieving someone who isn't famous. Like, grief is so complicated and you need to respect how you are grieving and what you need. I think because of who these people were and what they represented to so many people it seems almost impossible that this happened. Uh, And, like, again, I'm really surprised how affected I am by it. I've been moved to tears several times. And I was doing some reading today and saw something about how when a famous person dies, it brings up not only feelings of our own mortality, and it's a shock to the system, especially when it's an accident like this, but it allows for us to get in touch with our own grief of people we love and we miss. And I know it's good to be able to access that grief and not suppress those feelings. And I am got to thinking that maybe that's why this is having such an impact on me. Like it is letting me get back into the grief and loss that I feel about my dad that like I talk about on this podcast sometimes. I talk about in therapy. I talk about with some of my friends. But like I've gotten to a point where... I day-to-day mostly, like, live my life, which is weird. And every day I miss him, but I've gotten to the point, like, I can get out of bed, and, like, for a while I couldn't do that. So I think that because of this loss that is, like, getting so much media attention and we're reading all of these, like, beautiful tributes to these people that it allows you to get back in touch to some of your own feelings. And I think that while that's hard, it's really valuable. Every time that there is some sort of senseless tragedy and like really every time I've experienced a loss, there is something that comes to mind. And I remember like very vividly thinking this after like several mass shootings over the course of the years but or in like any time someone dies. Uh, but there is nothing, nothing, nothing more important than telling people that you love, that you love them. It is the most important thing in your life. And I tell people I love that I love them all the time, and it still probably isn't enough. And when my dad was dying, 
um, and in hospice, I told him I loved him like 30 times a day to the point where he was like rolling his eyes at me while he could like still talk and was still verbal. But I wanted to say it as many times as I could and be able to hear him say it back. And for me, the two things that make a life well lived are leaving things better than you found them in whatever capacity that is, whether it's a legacy, whether it's a creation, a difference, an impact on someone or something, and the relationships that you have. And I remember kind of like getting a hard time at some of my early jobs for the fact that I valued friendship so much. Like, I'm sure several people can relate to like when you're the entry level person, like the people who have families, like no one gives them a hard time about like leaving if they have to pick up their kids. But like if you are a single person and want to go spend time with your chosen family, which are your friends, like, I mean, at least I remember like many instances of getting a hard time from people in my office. But I think it's really important to value and nourish your friendships. And like I would sign in and work when I got home. But there will always be more work to do. (laughs) But spending time with people that you care about is really important. And there's no reason to not tell these people who you love that you value them, that they impacted you, that you care for them. And the reasons that most of us give for not doing this is that we're too busy or like it's not a big deal or like you kind of take people for granted because you think they'll always be there. And I think like especially in a romantic sense, like telling someone how you feel and that like they are special to you, especially like if it's new, is that it's like too scary and specifically that we're all rightfully so like scared of being vulnerable. But if you really think about it, our relationships with our family, with our friends, romantic relationships are what make our life and what shape our life. This accident is a really good reminder for all of us that life is really precious and you really need to do the things that make you happy. Even if it's scary, you need to feel your feelings like your feelings are valid and you need to spend time with people you care about. And like, above all, tell the people you love that you love them. Because as we were reminded this weekend, it can all change in an instant. So I know this episode is short this week. I wasn't really sure what to say. But I feel like these reminders are really important and timely. And I'm happy to talk about them. You can find me on social at the underscore grief coach. My personal social is Brooke L. James. And you can reach me at hello at thegriefcoach.co. Thank you, everyone. I'm sending love to everybody who is feeling feelings about this, whatever they are. Thank you, guys. Hi everyone. Before we get started today, I want to talk to you about our newest partner, BetterHelp. Throughout my own grieving process, I have found therapy to be critical in getting me to the point where I am today, and I truly cannot imagine getting through this past year without it. 
a lot of the world is still in some sort of quarantine or phased opening and BetterHelp is a perfect platform for accessing therapy during this time because you can do it from wherever you are. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist and you can have your first session scheduled in as little as 24 hours which is huge. I know for a lot of people, you hit a roadblock in starting therapy because there's a pressure to really find the right fit. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. It's really easy to change a counselor if you feel like you want a better fit. The therapist you're matched with is available weekly, but you can send messages anytime through the app and get responses between sessions, which makes such a big difference, especially when you are processing a loss. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and they also have financial aid available, which I love and is one of the reasons that I decided to partner with them. We have a special offer for the Grief Coach listeners where you'll get 10% off your first month at trybetterhelp.com slash thegriefcoach. That's T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash The Grief Coach. You can join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. Investing in yourself is so important. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes, you know how much I prioritize doing the work to get through the grief process and BetterHelp is a wonderful platform to leverage to do so. Go to trybetterhelp.com slash the grief coach to get started.